Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. So this is the Flogcast for round 13. The membership microwave of Starburns from Richmond is here, and I'm joined by the Mayor of East Geelong, Teach. Yeah, fuck off, I'm here. <laughs> the number one fan of Hawthorne's Power Ranger Jumper, Penal. Say hi if you've beaten Melbourne this year. Hi. 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 Get fucked. The loudest member of the West Coast Boo Crowd, Bender. Good evening. Mr. Moral Victory himself from St Kilda, Cookson. Why has insurance premiums for bandwagons gone up? Joining us from the Elizabeth Street 7-Eleven, we have Dan. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag. Oh, shut up, you prick. Took <laughs> <laughs> me in And trade. finally, the least stereotypical Melbourne supporter we have on the bay, you don't know Jack. You're supposed to say hello. <laughs> yeah. I stole his thunder, I think. <laughs> Keep your eye on the red and the blue. I actually like that song. Goo or tears? And why doesn't you don't know Jack start? Can I have both? Penal does. All right. So why not you? Firstly, I've got goo for the team, but mostly for Big Maxi Gorn. I've been talking him up on the bay for the last few years, and he's finally delivered. Even though he wasn't up against a genuine ruckman. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, he, he won no records this weekend, so... <laughs> no, he's no Goldstein. <laughs> no, exactly. And my tears are for the Geelong Flogs that left the game early, didn't hang around to... Oh, en- Corey Enright off. Really poor. Poor effort. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. I don't have any goo whatsoever, but I have tears. I was lucky enough to not witness a single second of that game yesterday because I was on a flight to Sydney. No wonder they lost. The cheer squad would have been quiet as. Oh, I'm glad that I wasn't there because I would have been in a death match with someone in the Melbourne cheer squad, but I kind of had a feeling that this was going to happen. Just had a feeling. And really? well done. What yeah, I did. Ten, what have the last 10 years told you about matches against Melbourne that made you think that maybe this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. the master of being uh, a revisionist tipster. <laughs> yeah, I just... I just thought that this might happen and it did and good luck to Melbourne and I like Melbourne and uh, well done Jackie happy happy for the demons and we're a bucket of massive cow shit who's next (laughs) yeah I've got got some goo actually and I think I think I might be able to split a serving with penal I'm on the um on the Matt Prittis bandwagon (laughs) last year I was I was a little bit split now I'm I'm all over him and uh yeah played very well on Friday night didn't he he's played well for the past the past six or seven weeks like in you know, and he's he's kicking the ball a lot less, which I think was his his biggest negative was his uh, poor kicking, and which he's doing a lot less. But he's still getting the same amount of disposal. So uh, yeah, oh, I'm all over him now. I was waiting for Penal to just chime in there with he's been good for the last thirty weeks. Yeah, what about, <laughs> yeah no, back too. to back is on yeah. here. Back to back Brownlows. What about he's uh, the machine? Is British. What, what about McGillicuddy? He was pretty good. <laughs> Fucking McLovin. Yeah, he's um, he's uh, he's pretty I'm good. Saving he's that. Good. I'll go next since Bender's 
was preempted with the wagon, mentioned a wagon. I have tears this week, and I have tears over a fellow member of the Flogcast and his fucking bandwagons that are destined to crash. And just to borrow from what Dan said about Buddy Franklin last year, you jump on the bandwagons, Teach, and you treat them like dodgem cars, and you just go around crashing them into people and, you know, derailing... It's starting to become the kiss of death wagon. You are. Stay away from us, Teach. Jesus. New rule, Teach. No more bandwagons for you unless it's Fremantle or Carlton. Or West Coast. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Richmond were fucking shit. I can't believe how bad they were. It's your fault. It's your fault, man. Oh, okay. It's my fault. You got on my cat's bandwagon and look what happened. (laughs) I know. I know. So I'm leaping off the Richmond bandwagon as it bursts into flames. So and you've I'm, got Frio or Carlton? I'm jumping onto the Hawthorne bandwagon. <laughs> no, don't. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> don't you, Ultimate teach, reverse teach, We don't want teach, you. Teach, now Go. that you're doing this deliberately, which means, Haw- which means Hawthorne are probably going to win every game by 100 points and probably win the third flag. This that's is how a, the universe works. That's a good point, Cookie. But no, I think that the teacher's bad luck is just going to worm its way through the Hawthorne psyche. So, <laughs> So I'm now on to the Hawks. Forget the Kennet curse. The Teach curse is where it's at. You need your own jacket now, Teach. I'm calling Hawthorne to win the flag. Congratulations, Penal. Who wants their <laughs> goo or tears next? We've still, still got three left. Uh, I've got a little bit of goo. Toddy Goldstein breaking a ruck hit-out record. I think he had like a 1,000 hit-outs to advantage over the weekend against some no-name GWS ruckman. Well, he was playing against even less recognised ruckman than um, Maxi Gorn. But he got a big shiner. Where'd he get that from? Oh. Uh, he got a pre-game, actually, I think. Cause oh, no, Brad Scott, then. No, that was Petrie, I think, that got one <laughs> during the warm-up. They had to come off of the blood rule. Same geriatrics. <laughs> yeah. So which one of you Muppets said bloody Mumford was going to be the All-Australian Well, he's out for the year, man. That was before he got injured. It was me. <laughs> Oh, that was you. Yeah, and then he got injured. So it's a moral All-Australian. Moral All-Australian. <laughs> he's All-Australian lock now, for sure. Well, he is now, yes. Except unless we'll come to Nat Nui later. Cookie or Penal, who's got their goo or their tears? I've got goo all around this weekend. It was just a great weekend of footy. Hawthorne won, Geelong lost, and Fremantle weren't playing, so we didn't go, have go, to watch the shit crowd of defensive footy. Excellent. Cookie? I've got goo because it's quite funny to see that after the ducking rule and he doesn't have all this advanced midfielders, to protect him. Joel Salwood is a useless fucking cunt of a <laughs> It's true. He was pretty ordinary. And how many times that last quarter? he come off for the blood rule. Teach, Salwood's having a very, very lean year. His clear. nose is like constantly on a period. <laughs> <laughs> What's with that? Mr. Cookie. Aaron likes this. Oh. Cookie. Cookie. Teach, just let, let me finish. Give me, your, give me your address <laughs> and I will come and stab you in the soggy fucking eye. Soggy. Teach is soggy. It's okay, Teach. He's in my super coach team. He got affected with my bad luck. Fuck off. He's useless useless (laughs) at sledging as well. Let's stay on that game. Melbourne Geelong, what else have we got? We've covered a lot of angles in that particular game, but I'm sure there's more. Go over to Jack. It's Jackie's right. Review the game. Cheers, Teach. So, well... He's lost for well, words. As soon as, can't well, I don't know. Well, just got to get the goo out. <laughs> well, Geelong got the first two goals, time. and I'm thinking, well, here we go again. And then, yeah, we just piled on the goals. Jeffy was on fire, and they just kept coming at us. We kept pulling away. And, yeah, every time they challenged us, we just... Who who were your best players? Um, um, who, who were your best players, Jackie? Bernie, Jonesy, Gorney. Gorn. Listen to this. we got um, Paul Ruse on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nicknames. Lyndon Dunny played the good game. Dunny. Yep. Yeah. Watsy, how did Watsy go? Mate, oh, let, 
leave him. Right. I was happy with Watsy. Jackie, did you go? Uh, nah, it's on the other. Who would want to go? To... Me. It's Geelong, man. Come on. It's Geelong. Come on. Yeah. It's like being at home. <laughs> <laughs> you were pretty happy, obviously, with the win. You haven't yeah. been this for nine years. Oh, yeah, about that. I think about 10 years, yeah. 11 years since we won at, I don't know, Whiskers Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know, whatever they call it now. The shithole, I think. is The shithole? The official name. Shut up, dickhead. It's called Simmons. <laughs> Simmons shithole? So, yeah, they played with a lot of mongrel and haven't seen that from Melbourne in a long time, not since the Danaher days. We just played unsociable football. And you ran away from them? Yeah, that last quarter we just got away from them. And we should probably mention, um, because Morgs isn't here to do it, but I'm sure she'd love us to mention the form of Bernie Vince, who... 38 oh, disposals. She, 38 and 2D. Yeah, she likes Bernie Vince, doesn't she? Yeah, he tore them a new one. Yeah. Sometimes fate hands you a good set of cards. I actually managed to just be on a flight yesterday and then come up to Sydney and didn't see a second of the game. And then when I got to my hotel room and I checked in and I looked on AFL.com and I gone, fuck, we've been smacked by Melbourne. And I thought, thank Christ I wasn't there. Because I, I would have gone there because um, it was um, Boris Enright's 300th Would game. Would you stay till the end? I... Oh. Oh. You I have would... to think about this? Yeah. No, no, that was no, horrible. No, That's no. terrible. Go... It's a hypothetical. You can lie. It could I be would've... past his bedtime, so... No, no, no. <laughs> I, would've... I would have been arrested and dragged out. Oh, I Ty would have come in. He would have not been able to get <laughs> no, on his no, boat. No, no, no. I, I... I thought they only have a crime in Geelong when they win. No, no. I, I would have killed someone. So <laughs> I would have been dragged off by the cops into the... So, uh, you, you, you really are so young in more ways than one. Teach, teach, I'm sure you won't have got arrested for killing someone because I'm pretty sure the coughs would have beaten the shit out of Geelong players themselves. Just saying. Yeah, but I probably would have killed a Melbourne supporter or a uh, an umpire or something. Why would you kill one of the guys who have done so much for your team over the past few years? Oh, shut up, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Are we done on that game? Yeah, very, very concerning so, for Geelong. Very concerning. Flush, flush. And but speaking of killing umpires, well, the pufferfish got rolled. And didn't their supporters oh love? Oh, and their supporters oh, love the work of Matthew Nichols in particular. <laughs> it was touched. Didn't they fucking melt? They went apeshit. You hear the president over the weekend? Crushy. Going on about weight of expectation that's playing oh. a part on the. They that's, have puffed themselves up so much that they floated so high, and the come down is just—it is glorious, and they are not coping well with it. There was so much work for a mod on the weekend <laughs> just to t- tidy up all. All of the team board quotes, you know, because everyone was laughing their tits off about <laughs> how they were melting oh. over on the port board. Like, Wingard kicks five and they still can't even get up against Carlton. How can... Oh. How shit do you have to be? And once again, another West Horsham side fucks the X's by letting Carlton kick a score. Like, Jeffy kicks four, which is his best haul of the year, and that saved face because Waite didn't ski properly and Betts didn't do enough either. Kenneth was par. Yeah. Betts was shit, although I thought White did his job with three. Oh, he's playing against the Giants team with no backline. He needed to kick four or five. He need to kick six. Yeah. I mean, for that West, for the poor board, holy shit. You know, you know how St Kilda board had the let's petition to review? <laughs> they were fucking worse than St Kilda supporters. 
Oh, they absolutely lost their shit. They've got to stop an umpire and a barrel soon enough. They need to look at their own team as the reason they lost because Jay Schultz is well, not exactly. the player he was. Exactly He's right. gone backwards so far this year. And as the Adelaide supporters are so happy to point out, the oh, only other alternative is His missus on Twitter Butcher. was all like, leave Schultz alone. <laughs> oh, yes. Leave him alone. <laughs> How's this, right? She said, like, I'm in hospital. <laughs> and, and she manages to Twitter out of hospital. Man, that must have been a fucking fierce ingrown toenail. Oh, what about Dominic Cassisi? He got a bit melty on Twitter too, giving Bryce oh, Gibbs a too. bit of a clip. Oh, did he? Did he? Yeah, only took Bryce Gibbs eight years to tackle. That, he said that was, we all that was funny though. It got it wrong because Gibbs tackled and he's managed to get two weeks for it. That's what happens <laughs> when you don't learn to tackle until you're 26 or 27 years old. You do it wrong so, and you hurt people. He'll never tackle again for the rest of his career now. Probably not, no. <laughs> Gibbs nearly shat himself too when he kicked the ball out on the foot. I mean, you could smell the shit in his pants from my house. You sure that wasn't just the stench emanating from Port Adelaide's football? Well, they both smelled the same to me. Yeah. Well, we said it last week. Was Teach the only one who was still on board with Port Maybe playing finals? Yeah. I bet you're not anymore. Another another wagon. Another wagon crashed. <laughs> we have another wagon destroyed. You know, one more wagon destroyed, they're going to class it as a spree, Teach. Shit, I think oh, I'm going to call the cops now before he fucking gets too on board the Hawthorne wagon and derails us as well. I'd hate to see your insurance premiums, Teach. Fuck. I've already been called by RACV and Amy. They want to do an investigation into my um, driving history. The Puffer Fish fans are starting to lose faith in Ken Hinckley. Mm. This is very similar, the Puffer Fish trajectory. It's very similar to the Crows under Sanderson. Good early and the slide's happening. This is ridiculous. I mean, how many coaches do they want to shoot in the head? Really? I mean, Hinckley's got it right. You look back at Geelong 2003, four and everyone was going like oh we're Friggin' hopeless, and but we came good after that, and you know they're just they're having a really bad year. But I can't believe how far they've fallen. Are they just, having a really just, bad year, or was last year just a no, the match? the Sanderson comparison is valid. You know, prelim one year, big things expected the next, and then they just don't deliver and miss the finals. Probably yes, we have Port's brain trust. Alan Richardson was the reason the Port's awesome. success. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, Crow supporters will tell you it was Phil Walsh, but. Phil Ross is shit with Adelaide. Last year was purely because Alan Richardson set up the preseason. No Richo, no Port. He was there for three weeks of your preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clearly Phil Walsh, and this is why Port aren't winning at Adelaide Oval, although they did lose in Melbourne this week. But it's clear that philosophy that they're winning away, particularly in Melbourne, because that's where you get rated. But the other thing about the Puffers is at least if Hinkley's shit, they can pay him out, because apparently they've got the biggest sponsorship ever in history. What? Apparently it's worth $22 million, but they can't turn a profit. What's his sponsorship? Renault. They'll probably blame it on the fucking Adelaide Oval Stadium deal again. Well, I think Koshy's got to own up. And they can't turn a profit from it. No, $22 million and they can't make a profit. Uh, in excess, oh. charging rights for never tear <laughs> They do, actually. That is... Paid $25 million for that. You know what it's... It's the Frenchies going, no, 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 uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll pay you money when uh, you uh, win games. Sounds very Italian. Sounds very Borat. <laughs> Borat, yeah. Who, who's the fucking finance expert now, Koshi? <laughs> Anything else on that game? We've hardly said a thing about Carlton, but they actually managed to get a win. Yeah, Cripps looks pretty good. Yeah, Cripps does look good. It's between him and um, a couple of Melbourne players, probably, for the rising star. Yeah, they were good, Carlton. You've got to give it to them. Well, were they good or were they just not as shit as usual and Port were pretty bad. No, they, they, well, they were good. It was let, a good let, game. Let's face it, Carlton won because of Kane Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't they turn on 
him. Actually, now that you mention it, Jasper Pittard, <laughs> the poor man's Matt Suckling would actually be a compliment for that guy. How many times did he need to get caught holding the ball in the last quarter? Like, I don't know what kind of drive he supposedly provides, but really he was just, he's turnover merchant, whether he's getting tackled or coughing up by foot. He's worse than the poor man's Suckling. Yeah, I've got to give a shout out to uh, ELMM. I know you're listening. I know you're a Jasper Pittard fan. I challenge you to defend your charge and yeah, give me one reason why he's a good player. He was worse than Kane Mitchell, but Kane Mitchell copped all the crap over that last kick, which was terrible, and a couple of other bad turnovers. Indeed. Let's move on, and we'll go to, well, yeah, Teach. We've talked about this already, but the Tiggy train barely made it out of the station. Oh, Jesus. How fucking shit were you guys? Well, yeah, we we were, but it wasn't as disappointing as earlier this year. i got to be honest, I was disappointed with some aspects of the game. They had Griffiths matched up on Hearn all night, and they didn't kick it on top of his head, rarely if ever. Like, he's giving away. 20 centimetres. I was tearing my hair out. Anyway, you and I need to shut up and we need to let Bender talk about it because Bender is the victor. Oh, so I, I, get, I get controlled. Right? Speak when Hawthorne wins. <laughs> and I want to hear what you got to say, Penal. It's all about goo and yeah. in your mouth and wherever else. And that's all good. <laughs> we know it's going to go. I don't know how in neutrals felt, but that, that second half or I watched the replay and even the last quarter must have been boring as anything to watch because there was only one goal kicked in the last quarter. Was there really only one goal kicked? Fuck. Seriously? Yeah. I know we went goalless. Yeah. I thought you kicked more than that. Wow. No, we, we only kicked the one goal. I think we kicked one goal four and... West Coast was scored. really, really good. Yeah, third quarter was good. I think the most disappointing part, like, and that knew he dominated us in a way that, you know, he probably doesn't dominate oh. games often, even though he didn't take a mark. It doesn't seem to matter at the moment. Yo was pretty good. Yeah, Yo was very good high panels. But the most disappointing thing was we didn't play at all well for large patches of that first half. And that's what you can put down to the bye. You can put down slow starts and that lack of polish early and we coughed it up a lot in the first five ten minutes of the game we're actually in front at halftime which is the position they should have consolidated from but they let west coast just run you know that third quarter they played some really good football and there was no answers to it and you can't blame that on a bye like people will assume because teams are struggling off bye weeks it was just yeah weren't good enough and the only silver lining is we kept rants from um jehovah's witnesses yeah has there ever been a confidence player like jack rewalt if you don't let him get his get himself going he just doesn't get into a game do you agree yeah, he struggled a bit this yeah, week, but I don't think they good. used him as they should have. They were amazingly so Ty Vickery conscious, which is the issue. Ty Vickery played well against Frio because we weren't Ty Vickery conscious. We kicked it to him a handful of times and he was okay, but they went to him more than Revolt and Griffiths, and that was to our detriment, I think, because was he the one who had McGovern or McLovin? I don't know who McGovern was on because he was just constantly running off whoever he was on, but that I think Schofield was, was on, on Revolt most of it. Yeah. But that was the other thing. Hearn ran off Griffiths. We didn't make the most of that going the other way, but Hearn ran off him that Super bad. I think Rewalt's been pushed up the ground far too Super much. Bad. It's working for us. <laughs> it just didn't this week because they weren't using him where he was. Martin played very well though. I mean, he twenty and freed. Yes, he twenty and three. He clearly followed Richo's advice. When Richo told him be good, Dusty clearly didn't go out with. <laughs> be, good, be good. Be good. Be good. Be good. Whatever he be good, did over good, the break certainly worked out for yeah, him. Yeah, it was probably the only one who actually came back looking likely. Anything else on that game? How did Darling's shit taste? Well, he's a good footballer. I don't think there's any doubts about mm. that. It actually says a lot about West Coast and where they're at and this is why they despite all the false hype in the past they managed to do so well without him until last week and they're missing all their key backs he really hasn't played that well for a long time and now all of a sudden he's coming good the last two three games he's been great there's only games yes, he's been great in the last three games considering he's played two this year teach Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that statless game he played in round 10, that was pitiful, eh? 
No? Okay. Yeah, moving along. <laughs> no, I was, I was eating a shit. Sorry, I was on mute. What was that? You were eating Jack Darling shit. <laughs> Seriously, though, Natanui was That's very, right. very good. That's probably the best game I've seen Natanui play. So, yeah, credit where credit's due. He played well. Yeah, he was fantastic. Like, that was the thing. We weren't actually getting dominated at the clearances midfield-wise, but we lost quite a few significant ones because Natanui actually got to the ball, and that was a big factor. And when he's up and about, they look a better team because I'm of the opinion that he's the best tap ruckman in the competition because he gives better quality taps and clearances than anyone because he just gets up there. Yeah, because he can jump. Well, that's the thing. Like, Goldstein can win 80 hitouts, but Goldstein's not going to win you some of the hitouts and that new he won on Friday. Sorry, Dan. Yep. Yeah, Sanderlands is similar in that he gets a lot of quality hitouts because he's just so fucking tall. Mm. Yeah, so exactly right. The people exactly rove to right. Sanderlands a lot more. And that new is a bit more X factor in that you know he's not going to win all of them, but when he does, he's going to just hurt you. Anyway, let's go to Hawthorne starting to hit their straps a bit on Thursday night. Jeez, that was a smashing. It wasn't Hawthorne. smashing. It was a smash. Crows were in front in the third quarter. Nah. Anyway, let's go to Pink. <laughs> Let's go to penal. Oh, now he's letting him talk. Uh, yeah, this is a good hard forward slog, I guess. It wasn't really a smashing. I mean, we sort of, after three-quarter time, we just kind of came out and buried him. But for most of the match, it was pretty close. Liam Shields is a star, and he was easily best on ground by a mile. But fucking Patrick Dangerfield will probably get the three Brownlow votes, despite having, like, 20 fucking clangers. What about the argument between Dangerfield and the coach on the bench? Campriali, wasn't it? Didn't they leave Dangerfield on the bench for, like, pretty much seven minutes in the last quarter yeah, or something? crucial stage after starting him up forward. Well, maybe it's not Dangerfield's fault. Maybe it's your shit coaching. Well, maybe, or maybe just they're making a statement. Who fucking knows? But, Penal, you can not talk about ineffective disposals. Cyril Rioli kicked the goal in the last quarter, I think it was, and that was his first his first effective kick of the game. And hit by wow. that point, he'd had eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Was, was it almost Wingard-like? Was his goal almost Wingard-like? Or? Well, yeah, it was very Wingard-esque, except Wingard would have taken the specky that came before the crumb. And probably done it in the first quarter as well, not not waited yeah, to the not in time, second yes. half. Sounds yeah, like yeah. a typical <laughs> one-quarter performance from Rioli. Yes. No, oh. that goal, only Cyril can do that, guys. <laughs> only Cyril. <laughs> that. Only Cyril can, can perform for one quarter of a game. And get so much press out of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, hang the way on, Bruce hang on. shouted out too. It's like he had a build up for the whole game. He's my least oh, favourite Power yeah. Ranger. <laughs> How did Clangers go, Penal? Uh, he was subbed. It was Ooh. just not a good night for tall forwards. Like Roughhead, Gunston, Sean Makers all went goalless. Uh, I think Walker went goalless, but obviously he got injured at half time. And then Jenkins only kicked one in junk time. So it was just not a night for tall forwards. So I have a question. Yeah. Why did Sam Mitchell attack uh, <clears throat> Taylor Walker's balls? Self defence. Next, move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Penal, tell me what was the final result? What happened in the end? Hawthorne won by five goals. Yes, is that what you're after? Yes, that's exactly what I was after. Would because that a smashing? No, well, I mean... Particularly it, it, if the opposition are in front in the third quarter. Mm, well, yeah. well, they won. It's that's not a it. smashing, no, Teach. A smashing's when we will come to two smashings in the next two games where the losing team was never in the game. That's yeah, not a that smashing. Yeah, kind of like the Geelong-Melbourne match, right? That wasn't a smashing either. No, no it, it was a smashing. Geelong got smashed. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm fucking backing you up, you punk. They were and now you're just fucking too. shitting on no, me. You're disagreeing with me by oh. saying we smashed the crows. And I'm saying, no, we didn't ski all over the crows. It was a good hard-fought win. Mm. It was a good quality game befitting of the Thursday night time slot. And also, just on this, how frustrating that Carlton finally put together an entertaining game and it's the only one they haven't played on Friday night all year, just about. Oh, that doesn't change my thoughts on them getting Friday Oh, it doesn't change my thoughts on them either. But seriously, where was the heart on any of the other Friday night games they could have shown up like that they're Carlton they're Peahats yeah no more Friday nights for them they can't be trusted you know why that was the case because they all hated Mick Shithouse oh no Daisy Thomas didn't <laughs> oh well, maybe, maybe he would have sucked his cock but everyone else <laughs> but yes you're right they did maybe they should have sacked him earlier they should have hired him in the first place yeah they shouldn't have hired him <laughs> anything else on Hawthorne versus the Crowbots no, no it wasn't a smashing but good victory for Hawthorne the girl I was chatting up was really hot when I was watching it that's Go entertaining Hawk. I'm on the Hawks bandwagon now. Te- teach, you just said something um, right up your alley. Um, Hawks bandwagon. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask, seeing as Teach wasn't listening, I'm going to ask the Teach question on Teach's behalf. Uh, did you score? <laughs> yes. We all know Teach is more interested in everyone else's sex life than his own. <laughs> Except when he wants to tell us about how he celebrated a win. Um, yeah, I scored on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't asking you, dickhead. I'm glad you had some win, considering the bandwagon crashing and everything. Yeah, fuck it, cats, useless cunt. <laughs> Let's move on. And Dan mentioned Goldstein's record hitouts against the Giants. North skied over them. Um, well, that's the only thing worth talking about, really. Is it? North there was literally nothing else. I watched parts of this game, but not a whole lot. Well, North were expected to win, and they did so accordingly. They had so many outs. GW still never going to. Win. Yeah, like that's a, that's a lot of outs to have in one week to manage, and then the guy who's meant to replace Mumford in the ruck pulls out on the Friday. Not that he would have done anything against Goldstein to prevent the eighty hitouts, but you know, nah. throws things into disarray. Yeah, it's quite funny how Robin Nahas is better player right now than Boomer Harvey. <laughs> what Nahas? <laughs> you sure he didn't just ski over a poor team? Well, isn't that what Boomer does? This is unbelievable. I only heard the commentary and I didn't come back for it, but apparently Darren Crocker might just be an absolutely amazing coach because he's been in charge of North for three weeks and he got Boomer Harvey to do something no one's been able to get him to do in 20 years. I saw that. Give off a handball in front of goal to another player to kick a goal. Now, no one's been able to coach Are you alluding to Harvey being a selfish player? Yes. Harvey's not done that in 20 years, in 390 games, and it's taken Darren Crocker three three weeks to coach that. Do you have any idea where he ranks in goal assists? That's only when they started recording them. They didn't record Robert Harvey's goal assists, so he would probably have more because he kicked it to Anyone Lockett's. know where he ranks? No. Oh, he'd be right up there. It was probably he's disposals he got on the halfback flank. He's ranked number one for goal assists. Oh. When, yeah. when did they, yeah. Does, yeah. Does, what does, wait, does that did, tell you? When did they start recording goal assists? He gets he does goal assists like include team. when you The when rest you of kick you them? need to shut the fuck up because <laughs> so Robert Harvey is a champion. Teach Dan's going all Rain Man on us, and the score assists were introduced. Because like I'm proving one stat up, I, I get the Rain Man as a reference. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Cookie. Fuck off, Starburns. Fuck off, Bender. Just what are I doing? Wake up. <laughs> wake up to how good a player the Boomer Harvey is. He was not even the best Harvey in 20 years. Oh, I'm gonna come around and fucking knife you. Look, I was gonna say the, the goal assists. Do they count? But you know when, like, you know, people like feed their partners food. Like, it is like. Does 
popping like chicken nuggets into his wife's mouth. Like, is that how he got his stats up so high? <laughs> I was gonna say, does he handball it to himself? Maybe taking a bounce counts as a goal assist. Yeah. We know he loves to do that. Maybe high fiving the player who kicked the goal as a goal assist. Maybe. I'm sorry, yeah. Bender. I'm, I'm have to come over to Perth and just knife you in the head. We're not gonna have anybody left. Lash it out. Serial bandwagon crasher, serial murderer. Let's move on then, because that's the best we got out of that game. And the Bulldogs skied over the Bryans. I think the most interesting part about this is that Penal was almost spot on with his tomboy prediction that he'd kick a handful of goals against a poor opponent and that would be deemed as a pass mark. So much so, he kicked his career best four and won a rising star, Norm. If you Go ahead and have a bag Lions, kicked on you by Tom Boyd. If you play the Lions at the Dome, cash in because they're starting to become Melbourne-esque when they play at that stadium. They're hopeful. Yeah. They're absolutely hopeless. They are. Yeah, so what happens when we play them there? Who wins? <laughs> That's a very good question. They'll all draw. Like it causes a black hole. Everything gets sucked into it. It's, you know, yeah, it's, sort of... it, it's like dividing by zero. Jared Waite kicked seven against Brisbane Lions at the Dome earlier this year. That should be actually raised then because Griffey Streds bumped this week with the Rising Star. And that should actually be raised. What's a pass mark for Boyd then if Waite can kick seven against the Bryans at the Dome? Boyd only gets the four. Let's, Didn't let's happen to Joe Danaher kick six against them there as well? I think he kicked seven as well, actually. Let's do a quick poll around all of the Flogcast members. So, Penal, how many do you think? How many what? What's the question? How many goals? <laughs> how, many, how many goals what? Is a pass mark against the Bryans. Is, is a pass oh, mark yeah, against yeah, the Bryans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Fucking wake up, will you? Four. Boyd just gets a pass mark. <laughs> yeah, four. I'll give Boyd a pass for his efforts. Four or five, really. It's a pass mark, but at the Dome, and you're like 200 bloody centimetres against a team with no defenders, you should be kicking 10. How many did Jake Stringer kick? Because he looked impressive. Oh, the package. The package. Go the package. All right, Bender. Fucking BT. I'm going to go with five. Five's a pass mark, I think. I think six has to be. They don't have merit in the side. Who's their best defender? Besides him, Maguire, no one. Luke McGuire. No if you've right. got a marking forward, six has to be the minimum against the Brisbane Lions. Six, right? Six. Jackie. Well, yeah. With what they're paying him, you'd want him to kick at least six against Brisbane with no defence. All right. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with. Hang on, are we talking Tom Boyd or just uh, any forward who plays any against? Forward. Yeah, any forward. Yeah, six. It has yeah. to be six. <laughs> a lot of our uh, Tom Boyd deal haters in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boy dogs. Anything else on that game? Mitch Robinson did the smartest thing he's ever done. Did, oh, did you see? Oh, I saw fake, that. Fake injury. injury and then charged and then third he, man up and belted and he went third no one. man up and belted it to no one. Oh, <laughs> what a dick. Well, it would have been funny if he belted it through for a behind like that time where he went third man up against Richmond. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he gave away the, the free the, kick. The free kick, yeah. Mitch Robinson will never be a literate man, nor is he any good at football. So what do you expect? It's true. <laughs> Let's move on to the talking points. We'll begin with... The biggest one from the weekend, it is focused on Carlton and they're searching for a coach a long way out. And they've got an interesting panel put together. It includes Socceroos coach Ange Postacoglu. It includes retired chicken winger Chris Judd. And it includes the great CEO Stephen Trigg. So it's almost as though they got Ange on there with his brain for sport and, you know, actually making good decisions to balance out the Trigg factor because you know Trigg's going to fuck it up. The thing having Postacoglu on there is, you know, and Trigg and Judd is 
is like this kind of symbol that they're willing to go under the table. <laughs> like we'll have some sort of dodgy deal. That they, like, they've got a soft representative, they've got Trig, and they've got brown paper bags, man himself. They're putting it out there. You apply for this. You're going to get something off the books. It's got a bit of FIFA about it. Exactly. That's exactly it's what I'm thinking. Of, it's got a lot of FIFA about it. So Sepp Blatter to coach Carl. Mm. All right. So let's do a straw poll. Who do you think that uh, should coach Carlton? Penal. I think uh, Mick Malthouse should coach Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> Starburns next. Jeff Edelston. Oh, oh. Hey, we're talking under the table payments. This is perfectly designed for him. All right, fair Because enough. he's supposed to be bankrupt, but he's not. Cookie. Ian Collins or whoever the fuck for Carlton in that mess. Oh, jeez. Bender. Um, I'm going to say Mark Bosnich because that's the only soccer player na- name I know. So I'll just go with that. Yeah, but he knows how to um, sniff up lines. I was going to say, he's got, he's, he's, got, he's got experience in the cocaine area, which they might need. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dan? Well, speaking of cocaine, you might as well go with Walsfold. <laughs> that will Carlton. <laughs> People still think they're getting worse folks. Yeah, I reckon. Brad Green. <laughs> right. Well, he tried out for Man U. He's captain his country. And yeah. Ticks all the boxes. He epitomizes Carl. He's soft too. Bruce Free. He'll wear a green vest. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be a little bit serious and, uh, and say you that. You don't have to be. No, I, I reckon that they could go after. Uh, Chris Scott? No, no, not Chris Scott. You mean uh, you don't want to get rid of Chris Scott? like 90% of the Geelong board? No, I'm not stupid like most of them are. Brad Scott? Uh, but I reckon... Uh, Mark Neild, it has to be Neildy. Oh, yeah, yes. Neildy would be a, uh, no. a, a good... No, Neildy's a clear successor for the Essendon job. Oh, really? Oh, yes, because their coach doesn't even bother to turn up. What about Bomber Thompson? They, they, they could take... Uh... <laughs> Bomber Thompson's uh, on done. record, although this could mean anything because he does like to lie, but he's on record as saying he wouldn't go to a rabble of a club and... I think Carlton tick all the no boxes for him. He would tick the tick the cocaine box, but not <laughs> none of the other boxes. He's that coked up. He wouldn't even know who he's coaching. He'd be like, "What the fuck?" How did they get Lawrence Angwin back? <laughs> I, I can see them really fucking this up and like going for some old over the hill coach who maybe was relevant like ten years ago, like Blighty or Grant Thomas. Pagan. Oh, Dennis Pagan. I could see them chasing a coach who's experienced but not old and ending up with Ratten again. Oh no. Uh, Oh, back to the future. They burnt too many bridges. Ratton wouldn't go back there. They'd probably want him back, but he wouldn't go back I there. I don't think it makes a difference who they pick. It'll be Carlton. But it's, like, it's on a serious note for people in Victoria. Is, is Soss's name getting thrown around a fair bit? No, he's, 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 he's not manager. He's actually the one who's been... He's in charge of picking a decent side for them based on his experience of picking gun players with the glutton of GWS picks. Yeah. <laughs> With Speaking eight out of the first ten picks. Yeah, he's kind of like Pelican hanging his hat on the rough-head buddy recruitment, which even though he, he didn't have anything to do with him. At the club for fucking wanker, glory hog, credit-stealing piece of shit wanker. <laughs> that, that's what I think of that guy. <laughs> Oh, don't hold back. Tell us what you really think. Yeah, no, I'm just like, now that the list manager got brought up, why isn't Terry Wallace's <laughs> name being around? That's what they need, another five-year plan. Yeah, well, yeah well, if I was at Carlton, I would have a look at him. Oh, can't teach. That's, that's silly. <laughs> he was being facetious. You're legit on that look. It would, be, it would be funny just to see him, Richard Tambling, up their draft pick, you know. I don't, Probably would be taken out of their hands with Silvani's kid in the draft. But I hear he's doing all right. Well, he, they're going to burden him with that much hype. Oh, yeah. Sauce is kidding. Yeah. Would it, would it be Goss? Got grandson of Sauce? <laughs> Goss. 
<laughs> grandson of sauce. No, but would it be like Nathan Ablett? Well, Nathan Ablett's head wasn't there. But yeah, it could be like Nathan Ablett, or it could be like the first two cloaks. Not that they were any good. Who else is there? Just got overburdened by name. Fletcher Kids. Well, they'll be playing with him. Shaws, I guess. Kennedy couldn't function at Hawthorne with the name. They asked too much of him, and he couldn't get in the team. And look at him dominate at Sydney. He took the fucking easy way out. Oh. He's a money. Oh, shut up. He just wanted that tasty, tasty cola. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. move on, and I did mention it, and it is James Hurd is on holidays again. He's gone to France. Again? He's gone to France. He's fucked off. He's left them to train on their own. He's left Neil in charge. <laughs> Why doesn't he just fucking stay there? Well, he's gone to continue his business course, apparently. Finish that off, the one that he started. Like, it's very unlike him to finish. Someone stuff a, stuff a gram of cocaine in his bags or something the next time he's on a flight. Yeah. Sure, I, was, I was thinking about today when I read this article. Like, can you imagine him as the CEO of a company? And, oh, James, profits are down. Oh, stick a needle in it. You know, like, what's going to be his What's going to be his way of fixing the business, you know? <laughs> What about if he's talking to shareholders? He won't be like, no responsibility here. Can we see the um, expenditure for the year, James? Oh, we've misplaced the spreadsheet. Sorry. You know, but... I can see like a, a spin-off of Better Call Saul. You know, hey, like in trouble with the law, Better Call Saul. Your business is going bust. Better fuck off to France. <laughs> It'll be like, I'll get everything organized. I'm just going off to France to get the spreadsheets organized. Just, just have another parent meeting or something. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a couple of weeks trust me and then instead of having the spreadsheets I'll uh, mistakenly erase them and blame it on Asada but it'll be just like in Billy Madison at the end when uh, Bradley Whitford's character gets asked to answer the question on business ethics and flips and pulls the gun out because he's got he's got no <laughs> idea that's, that's James Heard when they cover the business ethics part of the exam and he's like he's just like what is this you'll just start pulling that needle start injecting people yeah. in the crowd where is the option to cheat to fraud where where's that a b c or d where is f fraud that's a trading what's that anything else on that look it is pretty piss poor that he fucks off even though it's a break it d- doesn't surprise it's, me it's ridiculous I, I can't believe that he's fucking off to France for a guy who's clearly losing his players he's actually putting physical distance as well as emotional distance between them at the moment do you know what oh. I reckon it is this? I reckon that Essendon have said that they're going to pay for it and he probably knows he's going to get the arse before the end of the year and he's thinking oh, I'll, I'll take advantage of this while I can and get them to pay for it while he's still there because he's going to be gone soon enough. How selfish sure. is that, though? Yeah, I'm well, not going to... Oh, it's typical, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I'm actually going to go all smiling Buddha here and put the tinfoil hat on, but um, maybe Essendon sent him to France and he didn't want to go, but Essendon wanted to get rid of him because they know he's such a fucking shit coach and they think Neely can maybe do a better job of getting the players up for next week. So is he not back in time for the next game? He'll be back in time for the next game, but he's not. He hasn't been coaching them when they've come back from their break on the Friday, I think it was. He's missed the training sessions. I think the point being given how Essendon are going the, the coach would stick around surely yeah. but this isn't no normal coach this is James Hurd even fucking Mick Malthouse wasn't pulling this shit and he wanted to be sacked <laughs> so that he could pay out absentee coach but yeah, we'll move on and well you know if you get sacked there could be a lot of tears and tears is a good segue to the AFL branded tissues oh yes yeah. and a current oh. mode from you Fifey yeah indeed I don't know why you would buy them uh, I mean I'd buy 
by a team that I hated so that I could buy snot into those tissues, but it's a completely meaningless gesture. They're good for cleaning up goo and tears, so penal, obviously, you are the target market. Well, yeah, I can see myself, you know, purchasing a, a set of uh, Geelong branded tissues and keeping them next to my bed because I think <laughs> it's a good symbol for the wank stain that that club and city is. <laughs> Fuck off, you cunt! So, no, if you saw, I posted in the uh, the description of the Hawthorne tissues and Fivey pointed out that it's uh, soft and supple and I think you should have in brackets afterwards just like suckling just afterwards <laughs> they're clearly meant to be gentle that would help with okay. wiping, wiping your ass I have a confession I actually bought a box oh you did <laughs> were they Melbourne yeah don't have it anymore I'll use it to wipe up the goo on the weekend <laughs> took a whole box yep <laughs> Well, they're good quality tissues. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty soft and supple. <laughs> the Sydney Swans tissue box is going to put Jack Attack out of business. He'll have no more goo to mop up. Well, it's yeah. seriously adult I cinema. Imagine, I can imagine yeah. if you go to a chemist, this, the Hawthorne section will just be completely empty and the rest yeah. will be like, you know, full stock. Yeah. Uh, Jack, you used a whole box on the weekend? Shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, every time Jeffy kicked a goal... Or Maxi Gorn took a mark. Every turned it over, which was a lot. The port ones won't get used either because they wipe their noses with bay covers. It's kind of funny though how there's no Sydney ones, surprisingly. You would have thought they could use a good tissue. Or Seriously? No, they no, they no, use other men's asses, mate. They don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> so they need a tampon or something? Or a fucking pads? That's probably what they use. We've heard that they haven't sold any in, or any freer ones in Perth because um, the Coburn supporters are too busy using their curtains to wipe everything on so <laughs> i'm sure no richmond ones have sold either because all the richmond supporters just use their inferior o- only 700 suits to wipe off the tears <laughs> i think now that we do have branded tissues i think that should be our next method of venting anger so since we're here i'll just do we have any ways richmond could use tissues to vent anger like apart from sending a box to the club it's like you know membership destruction kind of thing or dumping shit kind of out well they could use so. them as like firebombs if they uh, just tipped a little bit of a uh, petrol. Juice. Maybe a box in, in Dimmer's pocket for when he gets spat on by his supporters next time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I can't really give any advice uh-huh. here. I'm more experienced with jars. <laughs> Are they microwave safe? Are they microwave safe, the Richmond ones? They'll probably catch fire. <laughs> so probably better for microwaving so, the membership with, I guess. It's like an accelerant. Chuck it in there with the membership. Mm, but after that <laughs> lovely comment from Peony, we will move on to a subject close to his heart. And Hawthorne love their power. Power Rangers jumper. Apparently, it is selling like hotcakes. So go, much so go, that Power Rangers. It's not going anywhere. They're keeping it next year. Apparently, they've made a bundle of sales, which just shows that Hawthorne supporters have no fucking class. Gay. So I'm oh, sales forty I'm really happy that they're keeping it for next year because it means that the one I bought, you know, won't be. <laughs> oh, uh, you did. Won't be redundant. <laughs> yeah. Did you buy a Power Rangers jumper? I almost wanted to buy two, but. But I, I stuck with just the one. Even was hung shit on. It's got a the number twenty six on the back. You know, I went to the uh, to the game in it a couple of weeks ago. I'll be probably ro- rolling up to the grand final in it this year. I love the jumper. Do you actually like it? Uh, Adam, I, I, 
Just I actually do. Like, I, I don't see what the fuss is about. I actually like it. You, no, no trolling here. I don't get it. They, they are actually genuinely happy with the shiny she jumper. It... I think subconsciously Hawthorne are fucking. They hate their colors. I mean, <laughs> all their Adidas merchandise is all blue. Their brown is turning into black, and their gold is turning into. Now yellow. that you mentioned it, the same article that said that they love their Power Ranger jumper actually said that Hawthorne supporters hate buying their home jumper. They prefer the away jumper, which is more yellow than brown, whereas the home jumper's more brown than yellow and they don't and they don't buy that one. No, I think the home jumper's the yellow one, the away one's the brown one. That's correct, yeah. Don't Either way, they don't like the shitty brown one. Let's just put it that way. Because we love like the Power Ranger one. Power Rangers make you look like a bunch of faggots. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with that. Can't argue against that. Well, there's one man who likes the jumper even more than I do, and that's Bosk. <laughs> oh, whoa, who wouldn't? You're 48% more likely to suck someone's dick in a public toilet if you're wearing that jumper. <laughs> <laughs> you can wear it up to the Sydney game, and then you can wear it out to the Mardi Gras afterwards. <laughs> I just don't get what the fuss is about. I reckon it looks good. Could it be simply, go, it be go, simply because Hawthorne you know, are a successful side and they win most of their games no matter what they wear? Like, I remember the, the North had the Argentinian one, and their record in that oh, was yeah. woeful, and the fans yeah. hated that jumper. That's because you didn't have Leo Messi. Oh, I'm sad that Paddles isn't here to talk about how the jumper is cursed. <laughs> Let's move on. Teachers' grades for the six teams that have had the buy. So we'll go through those quick, Teach. Okay. I'm going to ask your grades for the following teams, and we will begin with the Gold Coast, number one in the Rogues Power Rankings. Where are they for you? Where do you rate them? I'll give Gold Coast an F. Uh, <laughs> oh. They're fucking shit. F for fucking shit. Because they can't get Getty out on the uh, on the turf. And uh, and the rest of them... back this week, are, isn't he? Yeah, he's back this week. Yeah, but the rest of them are a bunch of turds. So they're... It's <laughs> a little harsh. They're, they're hopeless. So no finals for them. So F for Gold Coast. The injury rabbit side. They'll have to content themselves at number one in the rankings. Sydney. Sydney. Ooh. Sydney, I'll give him a B plus. Essendon? Essendon. Oh, F fucking... I give him a D for drugs. <laughs> I'll give him an E. Mainly because of James Hurd. Because um, we all hate him. But, so um, F for France? F for France. That's what uh-huh. I said. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Frio. F for fuck off Jose. Frio? A for fucking off the scale. They are... Um, <laughs> off they the are. scale. <laughs> a, a off the scale. <laughs> I'm guessing when we say call you teach, it's not English. You're teaching something else. <laughs> <laughs> for off the scale. <laughs> I mean, well, well, let's face it. I mean, they're, they're, they're the best team in the comp. No, they're not. They've been shit the last couple of weeks. Oh, well. Be for boring. Shut up, panel. <laughs> Collingwood. Collingwood. I'm going to give them a C plus because they fucked up in certain stages but they look like they're coming good so mid-year report c plus for collingwood and finally st kilda st kilda oh i've got a soft spot for st kilda so i'm uh, i'm gonna give them a c a plus uh, wonderful season right. no well you know they've been really really good but they haven't won enough games to uh uh they're not off the scale yeah, ne- yeah never get there they should have beat Eston. fuck you adam schneider no, shut up he ain't wrong let's go to the questions first one comes from Red Mist. Is Lepich in trouble or is his injury list giving him a reprieve? No, he's in trouble. Yeah, I agree with that. He's in trouble. Their list isn't very good. The injury list papers over the list, so it's, yeah, he's in trouble or at least whoever's picking their players at the draft is in trouble. The Ranger strategy they've got as their coach is just not working. Well, they went no, with Voss, actually, they went with Lepich. 
it's not, maybe, it's not worth it. Maybe Lepich is showing us that Vossi actually wasn't that bad because wasn't, they were... Wasn't what, that crazy? He wasn't that crazy. He wasn't that bad because they were, what, one kickoff making the finals in 2013 where they lost that game down in Geelong and um, they sacked him anyway. I think they finished ninth or 10th and they sacked him anyway and, um, yeah, they've gone backwards. He was sacked before they won the last few that year. No, he wasn't. It's the end of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, he got sacked before the season ended. Mark Harvey was coached crazy hard. Oh. coached him to the end when they won four in a row or something. Richmond were shattered to lose Lepich, weren't they? They weren't happy about him going. Yeah, we weren't, but you can't stand the way of him. compensated? <laughs> we're not Collingwood, we're not begging <laughs> for it. But yeah, maybe Vossi wasn't so crazy. Vossi well, I don't know, Porter looking pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> ah, that's true. I reckon the next rang as a coach Brisbane would be Darius. <laughs> Anyone else got anything to add on the Lepich? Pro tip if you're running an AFL club, don't pick a wrangle. Sounds like as good advice as any. This one's from Chaser. I'm not sure how you're meant to pronounce it. Why was Dangerfield talking to Camp Riali so defensively? He got called oh, fat. I think that he was probably uh, called out for some things that he didn't do defensively in the midfield, and uh, he wasn't happy about it. So they had a bit of a uh, don't man conversation. Don't you want person. me? I, I think you know, Camp- I can't believe it when you say that you don't love me. Don't. Don't you think, want me? It's more coherent than Rocky, that's for sure. <laughs> I th- think that uh, Campo, whatever his fucking name is, was uh, yelling at him over the phone saying, fucking Dangerfield, why aren't you as good as Liam Shields? And uh, Dangerfield oh, did not like that. You are such a massive fucking wanker. Jesus Christ. Tension. <laughs> Teachers are very angry this week. I wonder why. I reckon. Camparelli used to play for Carlton, didn't he? Yes, he did. With Sticks. So, yeah, he probably knows that Trigg's already stitched Dangerfield up for Carlton. Oh, he's not going to Oh, you think so? I don't know. He wouldn't. Not even the Carlton supporters (laughs) are that delusional, surely. I don't know. Well, it is fake. Maybe he's going to coach Carlton. (laughs) (laughs) It could be possible. Who wants that fucking job? That's the the under-the-tape deal they've got going. They're going to pay him $6 million dollars a year to coach and 100k to play <laughs> that's the dodgy deal we've worked it out there you go Boston. i was a serious question is that possible in the modern game yeah i'm not sure they've packaged coaching deals at the giants with um chad corns and luke power in there last year yeah, but they still had the inflated cap and they were old fun I, I mean a full-time coach and a player it couldn't be possible no, sure it couldn't be possible there'd be way too many conflicts of interest too with the way it works i'd take yeah. the carlton job <laughs> and i'd uh, pretend that i knew that what i was doing for like um, a, a couple of months. Buy up a barbecue a <laughs> and, couple of times and they won't know for a while. Well, it's, it's great because it's like five tram stops from where I live. <laughs> and uh, Callum's coach gets to work by tram every day. <laughs> yeah. Cruise missiles saw him. And I'd go there and eventually I'd wind up and I'd go, <laughs> I, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so, nurse, so you know the difference in Mick Bolthouse then. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and maybe I can get a payout of a couple of... Your press conferences out. would be great to watch. You'd be telling journos just to fuck off. <laughs> oh, Steve-o. I would run the best press conferences that you've ever seen. Well, if I was a coaching committee dude, I'm sold. I'd hire you. No, <laughs> don't hire him. He's a ranger, isn't he? <laughs> Let's move on to this week on the Bay. Thread of the week, have we got any? Oh, just take your pick out of any of the port threads after they lost to Carlton. <laughs> well, there's Podgy's Flogstradamus, which was great. There was severe melts. Does Penal have one that he wants to nominate? I don't want to pull a motto, guys. All right, Penal's one was pretty good, the Be the Coach one. It was, it was like, good. Uh, and obviously, it's coincidental that they've asked that question the 
Lewicki's fucked off to France. Maybe they are actually lining up the replacements, <laughs> yeah. wanting to know who sends the best 25 words or less in there because that's about as much experience as coaching as Heard had in the first place anyway. So, But yes, that was a great thread. And the best post in that was when someone highlighted how there's an asterisk. Next to the word team. Yeah, next to the word team. <laughs> I still think it's got to be Carlton versus Port Adelaide game day for just for the sheer ending of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a really good thread. And I like Hugh Percy's Selfish Boomer Harvey thread. Got a few Northies melting. <laughs> that's always good. That's not, that's not a massive accomplishment to get yeah. more melting. I put a Fox Dance tag on um, Bush's Bernie Vince thread and got to melt like that. Yeah. Not that hard, <laughs> so which one do we want to vote for? I'm going for Carlton versus Port, just for the melts that occurred after it, and it was just fucking perfect. Oh, the penal thread. Yeah, I'm yeah. on the penal bandwagon. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Go with penal. Penal wins. Goose sharing all round. Flog of the week. Has to be 29. 29. 29. What about the professional came back and told us not to tag him in the flogcast thread? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. I almost want him to win flog of the week again so he can tag him again and so he can melt again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for Smeghead. He was an absolute fucking turd. Oh, he melted a bit over the umpires, didn't he? Didn't Bucky he West just? One, yeah. yeah, fuck him. I want him up at uh, long of the week. I'm going to pull one out here and for Black Flag oh. for showing up after the Carlton's you know, second win for the year. It's been a good 18 months since Black Flag, I think, has been around. I'll second that. Got to love Squib Yeah, I, I'm convinced. My nomination goes to Higgins to wait. I psychologically oh, facepalm he... a lot of his stuff lately. <laughs> He is a fucking dickhead, isn't he? He's got the whole mods conspiracy in a general chat thread. I'm loving this celebrating that Tarrant's about to be re-signed. <laughs> whoop fucking do Yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I mean what are yeah. you trying to get out, trying to make this thread on the bay? You're just going to get ripped to shreds with but this that's shit. that's the thing. He goes full hodgepodge when he loses and just denies it and moves oh. goalposts and goes on and on and on. But unlike Podgy, he's never had, like, a redeeming moment. No, he's not, not one yet. No, <laughs> he's got Podge's all Podgy's poor qualities <laughs> and none of his good ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You had a very apt description of him last week. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, Jade's with MS Paint. Okay, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, indeed. Well, now that Dane mentions uh, what he just mentioned, I, I think the comparison is that Higgins to wait is Hodgepodge and the rest of the bay is Jasney. He <laughs> <laughs> gets owned by everyone. <laughs> can, we have, can we have more than one winner this week? No, I think we're just going to give it to Higgins to wait on the back of that. It was a popular choice. <laughs> <laughs> Unless anyone disagrees. No, I think it's good call. Yeah. Just tag them all. Yeah, dishonourable mention to Black Flag. Can we just tag everyone we mentioned? Yeah, well, then we can show. tag the professional. Last week's poll, who is in oh, yeah. need of couples counselling? 8% said Boy Dogs and Jasney. Oh, I, I got a melty PM over that. Um, <laughs> why did you put me and Boy Dogs in your poll? And I said it wasn't me. 20% said Morgs and Go You Pups, which I think was a bit underrated. 40% said Teach and Penal, which was the winner. And 32% said Jack Watts just want someone to love him. Let's go to next week and we'll begin with Frio Collingwood on the Thursday night. Despite their losses does in recent weeks. What's with all these Thursday night games? I like the Thursdays. They're good. It's because of the bye weeks lets them have longer breaks. I like them. I like Thursday nights. But they're going to they're gonna be here next week when we have a full round again. No. I think it's only for bye weeks or some shit no, like that. Four, four Thursdays in yeah, a row. Four in I think. a row. Why? Because they, this is the only time they can really do them. Uh, oh, well, no. why not? Fucking well, get over it. 
All right, fair enough. But, yeah, does anyone give Collingwood a chance? No. No. Uh, I do. I, I think Freo are cooked, guys. They only just got over... Who they just got over recently? Gold Coast. Gold Coast, Gold yeah. Freo are cooked, Gold Coast, guys. number one power-ranked team. Collingwood a chance. You've got a fair point, but... There's a, uh, there's a reason no. why I'm last in the tipping, too, guys. So don't listen to what I said. <laughs> I think you're ahead of where Teach would be if we took his Monday tips, though. I haven't put my tips in for the last two weeks. I couldn't give a fuck. Oh, that so. doesn't matter. You're, you're coming fifth. That's all right. <laughs> How's your five-man tipping comp going, yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm tipping Collingwood. Yeah, I'll go Collingwood just for Morgs. Oh, what's going on there, Jack? you got to think Morgs, have you? Oh, no go comment. Puffs is going to be fucking angry, man. You're moving <laughs> in his territory. Morgs has got a line, hasn't she? Let, let, let him talk. Let him talk. Oh, no comment. <laughs> oh, no comment. Oh. He's... Oh. It's mutual love over confirm nor deny. <laughs> no, it's, it's a love over Bernie Vince. They're just like two um, like teenage girls in a sleepover having ice cream and shit. And joining mm. hands in the rain. Let's go to the next one, which is Sydney versus Richmond at the SCG. We won't win this. Does anyone actually think we will? Fucking Richmond, If Sydney play coming off the bye like you did coming off the bye, then you'll win. Yes? Sydney. Maybe, but I don't think they do. Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Sydney. I'm going to go with Richmond. They've got a really good record over the Swans, even up there. So, yeah, I think Richmond did, will win. Didn't they beat them last year? Up there? We did, but it was at Homebush, which is the different ground. Their CG, they can get their congestion thing going. Homebush a bit bigger. So, yeah, if no one's on Richmond, we'll move on. I'm on Richmond, oh. I believe. Teach may have jumped off the bandwagon, but I won't desert you. I'm on your bandwagon now, Panel. No, you're on the Fremantle well, bandwagon. Yeah, come into the Hawthorne bandwagon. Hawthorne versus Essendon. Does anyone give Essendon a chance? Not on this preparation with their coach, not even. Oh, does this make them a better coach team, actually? That's a question. Are they better prepared now that Herd's not actually around giving instructions? Just trying to think of one of those uh, villains in a in a Power Ranger show. Oh, the big guy wearing... Yeah, wearing an Essendon jumper or something. Big monkey guy. Yeah, the big monkey. <laughs> and he was golden. Uh, leave it alone, <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> don't, don't talk about the big monkey guy. We know this is going to go... <laughs> Hey, Herd has large ears, which remind us of monkeys. Mm, that's true. And the guy wore a lot of gold, the golden monkey. So Herd's the golden, golden head monkey. And that's okay to say because his tans are artificial. <laughs> it's just a golden monkey didn't inject people with drugs, so he's morally mm. superior. But all the villains in Power Rangers did grow gigantic. Did he, did he have, like, some sort of throbbing heart on, like, like Herd did as well or anything? <laughs> Or a horse for a wife. <laughs> Where a happy team at home. Where the mighty flying hall. And he's been kicked out of the Geelong um, cheer squad. Key ring hall of fame. Oh, yeah. It's all fucked. So I'm on the Hawthorne bandwagon now. He's joined so, the mortal enemy. Mm. Go yep. join the fucking Frio bandwagon <laughs> with Jose. No, 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 no. I'm on the Hawthorne bandwagon. Teach, teach. If you're doing this, can you put in your SIG or on your teams, can you put like Hawthorne or say now supporting Hawthorne? Now on the Hawthorne bandwagon. You'll get a few quality melts out of the fucking <laughs> dumber horse posters. And the so, yeah, ones. Well worth it. Just, just do it for the week, Teach. Just change your side to Hawthorne. He did it to Sydney, after all. Turncoat mod. <laughs> no, you get fucked. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> you're on the wagon. You're, you're on the wagon. Let's not half ass this, man. If you're serious about this Hawthorne wagon, you'll change sides. Does anyone give Essendon a chance after they did beat them earlier this year? No. no I are going to fucking annihilate them this time no, around. No chance. 100 points. No fucking way. They'll smack them. Hawthorne, they're on the rise. They started slowly, but they're fucking putting away the teams they should right now. Well, actually, no, they don't smack them because third quarter leads anyway <laughs> we did smash the number one team in the power rankings <laughs> go go power rankings 
Fucking Brian's versus the Crows <laughs> at the Gabba. Uh, so this is the only thing that gives the Brian's a hope, but do we give them a hope? It's not in Melbourne, so the Crows uh, don't need a win to be rated. Yo, Gabba, Gabba. Adelaide. Uh, Crows. Adelaide. 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 It's going to be very interesting. I do think Brisbane will give Adelaide a scare, but Adelaide should win. Eddie Betts to ski and hopefully do the axes proud. Carlton play the Suns, which we'll go to next. Ooh, that's a very interesting game. This is a battle for the spoon. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting game. I'm, uh, we're, we're being played at Eddie had Carlton for me. Carlton will have the premiership hangover, having just played their grand final, and the Suns will beat them. Probably in a bad shootout for the yep, X's. Yeah, for Gold yep. Coast. Gold yep. Coast. Gazza's back. Suns to win. The power ranking said so. Gold Coast need to go full defensive. I'm talking about shit. They'll give Ross Lyon or Woody. That's how much <laughs> we need this defense. Don't let us down, Suns. Have we got everyone's tips? Uh, Carlton for me. Oh, there's a number one pick on the line, so I think Carlton will drop this one. <laughs> 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 and finally we'll go with St Kilda versus the Dogs which last time around St Kilda had that massive comeback I don't think it happens again I think the Dogs smack them this time they lesson learnt and the Dogs will win yeah Dogs Saints going to Saints I think they play the Dome better than the Dogs that's the only reason Dogs to win Tom Boyd to kick another bag of four <laughs> bag of four it's a bag for Tom Boyd I want to do this joke with Cookie knock All knock right. who's there Owen Owen who oh and the Saints go marching in oh and the Saints go marching in St Kilda that teaches on the St Kilda bandwagon so Bulldogs are going to fucking smash us <laughs> I think I think we'll probably win I mean the Bulldogs will be psychologically ruined from last time because they are soft and Jake Stringer will learn to shut his fucking mouth before Nick Rewalt destroys him again the package. So we're going to win this go the package can't even make up your mind who you're supporting teach <laughs> teach reminds me of one of those fucking idiots who's like who do you support oh one of uh, those fucking uh, idiots I barrack for the umpires <laughs> <laughs> Plug is like the reverse of that. I hate everyone. But yeah, Barrack for the umpires. That's Suze, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. She supports everyone. No. Cousins everywhere. How was her racist tirade this week? Asians eat dogs. Oh, she said that. Didn't she? she said Peter North eats dogs because he's Asian. <laughs> She is just a mess. And he's the racist one because he said Lindsay <laughs> Thomas was a dirty diver. Anyway, this was the Flogcast for round 13, Starburns, joined by Bender. Cheers, guys. You don't know Jack. Have a good one. Penal. Say bye if your team has beaten Melbourne this year. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Shit. Teach. Fuck off, Penal. <laughs> good night and goodbye. Cookson. See you all. And Dan. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.